am excited about this series, more so than I've been in a long time, series that we've done. We're going to start a series today called Seasons. We're going to start a series today called Seasons. Now, it's interesting that, that God has me do this series right now. Uh, during the summer, we're in a season of summer, but I grew up in Florida, Palm Beach County, born and raised, still holding the flag for the few of us that are here left over. But some of you grew up in a different location. Some of you grew up in a place where there was seasons. You know, in Florida, we have two seasons, hot and hotter, all right? Uh, you know that, right? We're in the hotter part, all right? And it's just going to get hotter. But some of you grew up where there was a winter there was a fall. I've never seen the fall. That's on my bucket list. I want to see the changing of the leaves and the colors and all that stuff. Uh, winter, eh, I'll just look at pictures and that'll be fine. But I grew up here where we didn't really transition from one season to another. You could pretty much wear a t-shirt almost every day uh, of the year. But if you grew up in a different location, you had to prepare for a new season. One season would come to an end, and you would change, transition, get ready for the next season, all right? So some of you grew up like that, but I want to talk to you today about seasons, and I want to read starting in Ecclesiastes. So if you have your Bibles today, turn to the book of Ecclesiastes. If you get to Proverbs, you know, just take a right, and you'll be right there. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. And we're going to start really just reading one verse, verse number one. Here's what Ecclesiastes 3.1 says. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Let me just read that again. Watch this. To everything there is a season. To everything there is a season. You right now are in a season. You're in a season because the Bible says to everything there is a season. And then it says, turn, turn, turn. No, it, it doesn't say that. That's a song. <laughs> if, you're, if you're over 50, you know what I'm talking about. But um, the rest of you teenagers are going, what in the world is he talking about? But look it up, Google it. it it'll be there. And so the Bible says that for everything, everything, there is a season. And so if we look at our life as just days, one day will lead to another day, that leads to another day, and, and we just see this collection of days, right? We just see this collection of days, and, and every Monday we look, look at our calendar and we say, oh, here's Monday now, I just got to make it through Monday somehow. We, 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 we just dread Mondays, and then Tuesdays come, Wednesdays we start to see light at the end of the tunnel, and then Friday gets here, we're all excited because we got the weekend off and we get to go to the get home, get to go wherever we want to go. And then Sunday night hits and we start to realize it's going to be Monday again, right? And so then Monday comes and then we just, we just go through another week and the weeks turn into months and the months turn into years and the years turn into decades. And if we're not careful, we just let all this time pass without really understanding what God is wanting to do in our life. So I want to talk to you today about seasons because if you look at your life in seasons, right, you see that there is a beginning to a season, but there's also an, an end to a season, right? 
There's a beginning and there's an end. And so I can approach the next season with purpose. And I can find that in the season that I'm in, I can still be fulfilled. I understand that this is a certain season in my life. This is not the new normal. This is just a season. Right? So if you're a parent here of a newborn, you realize that this is a season for you. It's a season called no sleep, huh? Diaper bag instead of a purse. Come on now. And you go, this is just a season. This is just a season that I'm going through. Eventually, I'll sleep again. No, you won't, but you might think that. But, but it's just a season. If you have teenagers in the house, then this is a season for you. <laughs> season of prayer, fasting, pleading with God just to make it through another week. It's just a season, right? If you're an empty nester, you got no kids in the house, it's just a season. So you have to understand that we go through seasons. If you're single, it's a season, right? So we go through these different seasons. So we need to learn that there are also spiritual seasons. There's not just natural seasons. We go through natural seasons uh, according to weather patterns. But we also go through spiritual seasons. And the good news is, is that God has not left us defenseless. He didn't just say, well, you guys figure it out. He didn't just say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something new, but, but there's no way you're going to know it. You're, you're never going to find out. You're just going to have to guess. No, he doesn't do that. God actually gives us the greatest gift that he could possibly give us. It's called the Holy Spirit, and he, the Holy Spirit helps us through the seasons of our life. And I want to talk to you about how he does that. In Genesis chapter number 1, The Bible talks about creation and listen to what it says. Genesis chapter number one, it says that God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be, watch this, signs to mark the seasons, days and years. God said, I'm going to put things in the sky. I'm going to give you the stars, the sun, the moon. I'm going to give them all there. And they're going to be there for a reason so that you can mark the seasons that are going to be here on the earth. So God always had us look to the heavens to figure out what was going on on the earth. Amen? And he still does the same thing. We have to look at what he's doing to figure out what's going on here. And God doesn't leave us defenseless. He gives us signs. We have to see them. We have to see what God is doing in our life. Jesus actually chastised people. Watch this. In in, in Luke chapter number 12, starting in verse 54, Jesus is talking to a multitude, to a crowd. He says this, when you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, hey, here comes a shower. And you're right. And when, you, and when the south wind blows, you say, hey, today will be a scorcher. And it is. You fools, you know how to interpret the weather, signs on the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present signs. Jesus is actually saying this. It is foolish to only look at the natural and try to navigate your life by what you see in the natural. 
It is foolish to not understand that there is something going on beyond what you can see with your natural eyes, hear with your natural ears. You're going to miss divine times. You're going to miss divine seasons because you cannot see beyond just the clouds. Hallelujah. You have to see beyond that, which is why. This is why. This is why we need something called discernment. Discernment. I want to talk to you today about discernment. You say, Pastor, isn't that one of the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Well, incorrectly, we often call one of those gifts the gifts of discernment, the gift of discernment. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't call it the gift of discernment. The Bible calls it discerning of spirits. So in its function and purpose, it's different than what I'm talking about in this series. I want to talk to you about discernment. Discernment. What is discernment? The first thing I need to let you know is this. Discernment is the ability to see beyond the natural and into the supernatural. It's the ability to see beyond the natural and into the supernatural. The supernatural. It is when God pulls back the curtain and you can see not just with your natural eyes and you can hear not just with your natural ears, but you understand that there is a world out there. The Bible calls it the unseen. And he says this, that the unseen, which you can't see with your natural eyes, which you can't hear with your natural ears, is actually greater than what you could see with your natural eyes and hear with your natural ears. The unseen is greater than the seen. So when we understand seasons, God appointed seasons in our life, we have to say, God, I need discernment so that I can see beyond, right? I want to see beyond just the clouds. I want to see beyond just the stars because those will only lead me to know what are the natural seasons. I want to see the spiritual seasons of my life. Can I get an amen? I want to see that for me because you are in a season. You're in a season. You're in a spiritual season right now. You may not know it. You may not understand it. You may not even like it, but you're in it. So we might as well learn how to discern the seasons that are in our life. So we have to, we have, to have discernment. In Philippians chapter 1, verse number 9, Paul writes this. He says this, And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more, what? In knowledge and discernment. He said, I want your love to abound in two things. Knowledge and in all discernment knowledge that word there means what you can see what you can hear it's natural perception I want you to grow in that but also Paul says this I also want you to grow in discernment and that word there means things that you cannot see with your natural eyes you cannot hear with your natural ear it's called discernment Paul said I want you to grow in that that And here's why it's so important. You ready? Because wrong voices don't always sound wrong. Mm, You better get that today. They don't always sound wrong. In fact, it could sound absolutely right. 
It could sound like the family member that you know cares about you and really has your best interest at heart, and they do. It could sound like the voice of a friend who's counseled you before and helped you out of of one situation in your life. It could sound like somebody that, that you know that is wise and smart, and you go to them, and they've got a voice into your life. And they say something that in the natural just makes perfect sense and it sounds so right, but the Holy Spirit is saying something completely different. That's why you need discernment. Because wrong voices don't always sound wrong. And listen to this, wrong choices don't always look wrong. In fact, some of them look good. Some of them look exactly right. You got a choice between A and you got a choice between B and you're looking at A and it just seems to make sense in the natural. It looks like it's going to work out. It it looks like that's the best choice that you could possibly make. That's going to help you financially. It's going to help your family in every single way. And you're looking at that and go, okay, that's the choice I got to make. But the Holy Spirit's saying, that's not the one. This is the choice I have for you. And you're looking at choice B and you're going that doesn't make any sense how is that going to work out I don't see how that is going to fit into my life but the Holy Spirit saying that's the one I have for you hallelujah discernment discernment we had a family in this church years and years ago they were involved in the church they were connected whole family came they're involved in in kids ministry involved in youth ministry and he got a job offer He got a job offer to move several states away, make a lot more money, and he took the job and he moved his family away. And he came back to me years later and he said, Pastor, I should have never left. It was a huge mistake. I wish I wouldn't have made that choice. You see, just because it looks good and just because it sounds good doesn't mean it's God's will or plan for your life. You hear me now? That's why we need discernment. Here's the second reason. Listen, discernment is God's gift to us so that we're not led by our five senses. So that we're not led by our five senses. It is God's will for our life. Parents, you got to know this. Just because your teenager finds a friend... And man, that friend says all the right things and they're polite and they come over your house and it's yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir and they come from what looks like a Christian home and it looks like in the natural they check all the boxes. Listen, you better have discernment because it could be that the Holy Spirit's saying, hey, that person needs to exit your child's life. Discernment. Hmm. Ladies, that guy may look good. Come on now. He may come to church and say all the right things and lift his hands and talk about God and how much he loves God. And man, he's a Christian and and he wants to serve God all the days of his life. And your natural, your five senses are going ding, ding, ding. He checks all the boxes. Ooh, he looks good. Come on now. And the Holy Spirit is just trying to get your attention and flags are going off everywhere because the Holy Spirit is saying to you, you better run for your life. Huh? You can't be led by your five senses. That's why we need discernment. Wrong choices don't always look wrong. Amen. The last one is this. Discernment is God's gift to us so that we can navigate the seasons of our life. So that we can navigate the seasons of our life. 
We're going through seasons. One season to another season to another season. And discernment is God's gift to us. He gives us discernment to help us navigate the seasons. Now watch this. This is why this is so important. And we're going to talk about this for several weeks, but if you don't know how to navigate seasons, you could get stuck in a season. And that season, instead of just being a season in your life that comes and goes, that has a beginning and an end, that thing becomes a cycle. Watch this. It becomes a cycle, and instead of it just coming and going, you repeat the same pattern over and over again. Decades go by, and it becomes your life. I've seen people go through a tragedy or loss, not know how to navigate their way out of that season, and that thing became a cycle. Do you hear me now? It just became a cycle. And they never found their way out. And years have gone by, and they have just come round and circled around the same issues. The children of Israel left Egypt and slavery on a 40-day journey. And because they didn't know how to navigate that season in their life, 40 days turned into 40 years. I don't have 40 years. I don't want to spend 40 years in a season. That's not what God intended for me. I want to know that I'm going through this season. There's a beginning to the season and there's an end to the season and there is a purpose to that season. But it shouldn't last the rest of my life. This isn't the new normal. And so we need to learn how to navigate the seasons. We need to learn how to get in and we need to learn how to get out. Come on now. I want to talk to you about four different seasons over the next few weeks. Man, I want you to come to church. I realize it's the summer and, you know, you're busy and you got options and all these different things. But I want to talk to you about four different seasons over the next few weeks. I want to talk to you about shifting seasons, seasons of transition where God's changing and reorganizing and moving things around. You need to learn how to navigate that. I want to talk to you today uh, over the next couple weeks about dry seasons. If you've ever been in a dry season, a season where you just, you can't seem to hear God's voice. You feel like your prayers aren't going past the ceiling. You just feel like, you know, you're doing things that you, you think could be right, but, but nothing seems to be happening. You're just going through a dry season. I've seen people go through dry seasons that have lasted years and they can't find their way out. I want to talk to you about night seasons, seasons of hurt and pain and loss. How do you navigate that season? How do you get through it? How do you get to the other side? And then I want to talk to you about waiting seasons. Seasons where God's preparing you. He's getting you ready for the next thing. For the next thing. I want to talk to you about how do we go through those four seasons of our life. Can I end with a story? Last November, my wife and I, we were in Bentonville, Arkansas. 
Has anybody been there? I don't think so. All right. We were there with a series of meetings with Bishop Tony Miller, and, and he said to me, he said, Brian, you should, go, you should go check out the Walmart Museum. I'm like, Walmart has a museum? He said, yeah, go, go check it out. I went to the Walmart. Y'all didn't know Walmart had a museum. Some of you were like, I wouldn't step foot in a Walmart museum. Man, I went to the Walmart Museum. It's fascinating. All right? Bentonville, Arkansas. So we're there for this series of meetings, and we were having dinner on the very first night, and I was sitting down at the table, and I was sitting, my wife and I, we were sitting next to a couple that we, we knew their names, but we'd never actually met them. We knew their family, their son's a good friend of mine, and, and so it was great to meet them. We were talking, and then she told a story. In the early 90s, she was traveling and preaching and being invited to speak, and she was a teacher, and And she would often go to church to church. And people came to her. Watch this. People came to her and said, we want to put you on TV. We're going to finance the whole thing. We're going to put you on TV, man. We're going to to pay for it all. We want to start a, a, a television program with you. And she was on her way right then and there to be the next Joyce Myers. And she just thought, God, thank you for opening this door. And she was excited about it and the Holy Spirit said, don't do it. Don't do it. The Holy Spirit said to her, I want you to go home every day at three o'clock and I want you to sit on your couch. So she turned down an offer to go on TV. Her ministry would have just expanded and exploded Who knows what would have happened to her? And instead, that Monday, she went home at three o'clock. She sat on her couch. Her daughter was a senior in high school and her daughter came home, said, mom, what are you doing here? She said, I'm just sitting here. (laughs) She didn't know what she was doing that. She had no other answer. She's like, just sitting here. Daughter said, okay. She went into her room closed the door next day three o'clock she was sitting on the couch the daughter came home from school said mom you here she said, yeah I'm here she said okay she went back to her room shut the door the next day she was sitting on that couch at three o'clock and the daughter came home from school she said mom are you going to be here every day Mom said, yeah, I'm going to be here every day, babe. And the daughter said, do you mind if we talk? And the daughter just began to unload and tell her about all these problems she was having. And all these emotions just began to come out. And she spent, listen to this, she spent a year on a couch at 3 o'clock. She spent that entire year with her daughter. And she looked at us at the, table and she, at the table and she said, if I hadn't have done it, I would have lost my child. Whew. Cynthia and I, we drove away <laughs> from that house in tears. We were just driving down saying, God, thank you for letting me sit at that table and hear that story. Because that story 
changed my life. Changed my life. Listen to me, that's the power of discernment. See, you can go on and get the TV show and get the books and ministry and all this stuff. And what seemingly looks good, right? But then on this side, we miss out on what's God. What good is all of that if we lose our child? That's the power of discerning what the Holy Spirit is saying and be able to see what he's doing. Would you do this? I'm gonna ask Pastor Mark to come back. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? We're gonna pray today. Discernment. Discernment. It's God's gift to us. God's gift to us. You're in a season. You are in a season. 